goodness gracious, everybody. Look who's back. Your host, Austin Bankhead, here with Under the Radar Fantasy. I, it's been so long that I don't even remember how half of these web pages I use to do the recordings even work. My goodness, they even have a countdown now uh, since taking a little bit of leeway from doing the recordings and talking to even friends and possible colleagues as well about the love of fantasy sports. Um, I've got rid of my plans. <laughs> this, this felt not worth paying a couple dollars a month to maintain plans that I don't even do. So I went back to good old Zencaster that originally gave me the fits a couple months, actually even maybe a year to this date back. We'll see if my guest can figure out if that's actually true or not. Because it was with him and his co-commissioner that we're going to be uh, discussing about in this league that he asked me to be a part of last year. Uh, we had technical difficulties and it really ruined a really good podcast. I don't want to jinx anything. So you heard that. That's me knocking on wood. And that's not my head I'm knocking on. That's legit mahogany. Nah, playing guys but hey welcome back in this is austin bankhead like i said under the radar fantasy took a hiatus away um had a new child third child mr tanner james now i'm a father of three um then work of course has been pretty hectic and uh i'm about to start a new job so it's been quite stressful a lot of going on especially with our middle child as well dealing with her speech and um, her sensory delay. And now we're um, looking at trying to push more in the medical field for her and see if, um, if it's just us or if it's something that's with her and um, doing our best to stay positive with it all. And, uh, but, you know, we have some time to talk about some fancy football again. And I have a past guest, good friend of mine, uh, commissioner of the league that we're actually going to do a little mock draft for everybody and see how far we get with our keepers. Um, and his name is Mr. Frank Raiden. How you doing, mister? You got to take yourself off mute. I seem to not be. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, I oh, gotcha. Go. Figured it out. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going all right. It's going all right. How about you, sir? I know you've been pretty busy. We've kind of chatted in the off season here and there, but I did see that you uh, started a uh, YouTube channel. Give a quick shout yeah. out plug for that. Yeah, I started. Uh, so I work hot tubs and swim spas. And uh, so I'm uh, that hot tub guy on YouTube and Instagram. And I think I did a TikTok as well, uh, where I basically just do tips and tricks for hot tubs, instructional videos. Not a whole lot of content up there at the moment, uh, just because things have been pretty hectic on the sales side of things. And so as things slow down, I try to create some time to put some stuff together and create some content so that people who have hot tubs and swim spas can kind of get some ideas as to the, the best practices and tips and tricks. So it'll be fun. And I know you and co-commissioner and one of your closer friends were thinking about doing a podcast or your own. Have you started that yet? No, uh, we have we've been uh, back and forth kicking around that sort of idea for years. It's one of those, wouldn't that be like when you ask your friend, Oh, we should start a bar. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's start a bar. And then it's just, you just sit around and you want to drink all the time. <laughs> but uh, no, we've just been kind of kicking that idea around because we both were camp guys. And we uh, were considering doing some sort of camp themed podcast 
But uh, he's actually uh, moving to Boise. And so he's been super tied up with that. And I've been tied up with work. So we've both been pretty busy lately. Him moving's new. Uh, what has sparked him to move away? Because he was uh, more in Vancouver or Longview, right? He was still fairly yeah, good Vancouver. to Washingtonians. Yep. So he was a longtime Coovie, as we like to call them. I don't know if they've called them themselves as much as we call them that. Usually in a derogatory term because, ah, uh, freaking coovies. Um, but, uh, yeah, they he, he got a job at a school over there. So he's going to be teaching mathematics and uh, tearing up Boise and treating it well. So it's going to be it's going to be really cool. I actually get to see him this weekend. He's coming out on Sunday. Uh, part of his farewell tour up north on the north side. And then uh, bid him farewell. He should be moving out there in a couple of months. Right around the time we actually start drafting. Oh, that's going to be a little bittersweet, so we can't really quite figure out what we're going to do. Um, yeah. I know last year you wanted to do the Vegas thing, and that was a great idea. And um, uh, well, Too now, many people backed out, and so the, yeah. the division of finances makes it really affordable, and the more people that drop out made it more expensive, and so it just wasn't feasible. And, well, and to be fair, me coming from a job where most of my summertime was completely chewed up and having a young family was yeah. kind of hard to do but uh speaking of young families i don't know if you've said to other people yet but you're gonna be a daddy yeah yeah we're due uh, late september so well after the draft don't you worry i won't be too distracted well you're never distracted if anything that's gonna just give you a reason to run away no, yeah I, yeah i'll just I, get I, some I gotta, uh, go. I gotta go do this it's yeah. my turn <laughs> Yeah, my turn to watch the baby. I'll stay up as I'm checking waiver wire picks. And <laughs> Hey, if it's late September, we're going to end up or it's around the due date. Yeah, it's going to be really funny. You're going to host it during the due date, and we're all going to be in the hospital or at least somewhere around the hospital. You're going to be yelling, hey, it's your turn. <laughs> nah, late September. Late September. We're not having a scene from the league. It's going to be uh, late September, early October is what the talent is. And so we're planning for that. It's going to be great. Um first baby beginning of our family so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be good and you guys are not knowing the gender going into this yeah you know what i thought that was gonna be a lot more of uh, a struggle to want to know and it's honestly kind of fun and like i'm one of those people that i love surprises but i hate anticipation mm-hmm. <laughs> so i thought it was gonna eat at me a little bit more but uh, it, it really hasn't. It's been super fun. People are been really supportive, and it's been uh, it's been a really good time. I built a crib. We have the nursery set up upstairs, and worked everything out with my job and her job for time off, and what that's going to look like. So it should be uh, it should be hopefully fingers crossed a really good transitional period for us to be able to start a family. And you have names picked out certain ones that are more at the top than others who overrode who for which one was going to be what oh my god name? so uh boy names we actually were uh pretty pretty on board with pretty quickly girl names though were a bit of a struggle because she'd be like i like this name and i'd be like oh you're serious and uh i'd say oh i really like this name and she'd kind of have a similar uh horrible response and so the girl the girl option names were a, a lot more, excuse me, a lot more limited in terms of what we agreed on. But eventually we narrowed down kind of to two each. 
we're playing those names kind of close to the chest at the moment just because we want to be able to uh, meet our baby and kind of see what fits um, and what uh, after we go, oh, hello, you're this so-and-so, and and that's going to, we're going to feel it out. I know that we wanted to know the gender for our first, and then we said, no, we'll wait for our second. And that one was a little bit, I think that was, that one was a little hectic too, because we had boy clothes and then it's like, uh Oh, we're not really ready to yeah. buy girl clothes. And we don't have female, uh, like nieces and nephews really in the, um, my line or in my uh, wife's line of family members. So yeah, when, when our daughter Aubrey came out, we're like, Oh, everything led up to being a boy. <laughs> <laughs> everything and we only brought like only a handful of things for her to go home in and that was and she was actually she was the one that didn't last the longest in the hospital so that oh, wow. probably yeah that probably was a blessing in disguise so yeah, we have a lot of people we have a lot of people in our community and our in our circle that uh have said hey a, a lot of them have been waiting for us to have kids because all their kids are starting to get older now and so there's been a lot of, hey, whatever you need, we got extra clothes, we got extra this, we got extra that. Don't even worry about it. We'll watch the kids if you need a, if you need a date night. And so we're like, all right, great. Keep giving us reasons to have a kid. <laughs> so Yeah, we, we are due, my wife and I are due for a date night. So hopefully right around the corner that can happen. But it's a little harder with three, especially when one of them is, uh, has a speech delay and the other one's still a newborn. One's easy to say, yeah, go, go hang out with a friend. And then the other two kind of tend to be a handful. But, yes, congratulations to you, sir, and your wife, Wendy. Thanks, so, man. Appreciate it. Clappy clap, clap, clap. Um, let's talk about some football now. Yeah, let's. So how did how did the league go in Game of Thrones last year? Who won? Uh, you're breaking up real bad. I can't. Uh, I can't hear. You. It's getting really loud uh, over here. Oh, 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 oh! Can you hear me now? We're going in a tunnel. Yeah. yeah, COVID. COVID handed it to you because I had Jamar Chase who put up fifty the week that I was knocked out. Oh, that was a rough one. That was a rough one to watch. I had. I was in the the game right before the championship, and I lost. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Travis Kelsey, and someone else. I don't remember off the top of my head all to COVID and I didn't actually lose by much, but it was definitely a, yeah, this isn't, this isn't going to work. And then I lost. And then I put up almost 200 points the championship week. And I'm like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. And that is fantasy. <laughs> yeah. And so fine. you, sir, Mr. Austin, uh, first year in first year, win, took home the trophy and the winnings. Mm-hmm. So congrats um, on that. As long as it's not a Kuvi, am I right? Oh, uh, that's exactly what you said at the beginning of the year too. You'd rather have <laughs> the new guy win and who isn't a Kuvi. So um one well, and then miraculously the, won that is too. So that was the funniest part of the win was you were uh at a family event with your wife and kids, I believe. And I was actually with a group of folks and the rest of our league was in the chat talking it up like oh man he's he he might win this if aj Dillon gets a few more yards and he just started going off and then we kept calling and texting and was like dude are you watching the game and you had kind of t- tossed your hat with all the injuries and stuff that had happened to your team and then all of a sudden you know that last game you know 35 points later you squeaked by and won by the skin of your teeth 
and everyone was flipping out, including the guy that lost, who just was like, I'm done. I'm, I'm out. Who just had it in the bag. It was quite, quite a magnificent win, if I must say so myself. It was fun to watch, so I can only be so upset about it. And, and this guy is one a little bit farther into the year. I ended up trading. I had to watch two of the guys I used to have on my team get used Cup. against me in Cup. Yeah. Cooper Cup, yeah. I overcame Cup. So that's huge. Um, speaking of which, well, we'll see how it goes this next year. Um, some teams get bounced around quite a bit. They get to pick, like I forgot, you said that they get to pick where they want to draft unless they um, they won in the uh, toilet bowl. So a lot yeah. of people, yeah, a lot of people's spots get flipped. It's not technically how you finished. Um, so those two are almost more than likely set in stone. Yeah, and just to give a quick, just to give a quick uh, flyover on how we do our fantasy finishes. Yeah. I've been in leagues before where you kind of get the suck for luck mentality, and people try to tank to get to the um, to get a higher draft spot or to to get to pick from where they want to pick from based on who they're targeting. And that really just kind of for us takes the fun out of competition. And instead of forcing rules that nobody wants to follow, we decided to implement a system that incentivizes playthrough. And so we did two things to do that. One was every single week of the season, including playoffs, we do a $10 highest point scored bonus. In addition to that, uh, as you continue to win, uh, if you win the loser's bracket, you get to choose where you're selecting from. Why are you laughing? What's happening right now? My wife thought it'd be a great time to do something very inappropriate on the window in our office. So. Oh, is it, oh <laughs> is, it, is it one of these? No, no. Cool. <laughs> one of these. <laughs> so, trying to tap even, me in. Even leaving. better. Yeah, try and tap me in leaving. Dude, if you need to pause and come back, I get it. No, no, I don't think <laughs> I'm going to be able to do that. No. Good man. That's commitment right there. Yeah. She's going to get mad at me, so that's okay. Uh, oh. Yeah, so uh, let's pretend like we didn't pause there. Uh, and so as you win the toilet bowl, if you win the loser's bracket, you get to select wherever you want one through 12 on the draft board, where to pick from. And so it's a little, it sounds a little complicated, but it's pretty simple. It goes, uh, seventh. So the lo- the winner of the loser's bracket, seventh down to 12th, and then it goes back to the top, skipping the champion. So second through sixth, and then the champion, whoever wins you in this case gets whatever spots left over. And it really just kind of helps incentivize the, the more you play through in playoffs, you get to select your position in the draft based on your keepers and what's available to you. So it just helps with uh, play through a lot and makes it a lot more fun and competitive. Oops, I actually was, I thought it was on mute, but apparently it wasn't. Anyway, yeah, I didn't mind the whole setup and actually it makes things like you said, is a little more balanced. You still get keepers. You get two for this league. He, uh, Frank has already kind of done a mock draft for us, so we're going to run through that real fast. It's going to be pretty quick. He has positioned me at about 10, and he's put himself at 7. Um, and again, there's keepers in here, so a lot of these 
ADPs or average draft positions for players are going to be a little bit uh, fluctuated. For example, uh, probably the biggest one that a lot of people um, would expect to be near the top, say like Justin Jefferson, um, an individual had kept him two years ago, and this is his final year, I believe, of holding on to a player before he has to be either sold off or he can keep him for the remainder of this year, and then he gets basically thrown back into the pool of players for next year. Justin Jefferson, he's, he's keeping... Uh, it's okay. He's keeping Justin Jefferson with a nine overall. That is ridiculous. When... You break things down the value. He obviously is probably like a top five pick, no matter what type of league you are. And we're doing redraft. Again, Frank is at seven. I am at 10. His keepers, actually, go ahead, Frank. Tell me who your keepers are. Tell everybody who your keepers are. Yeah, you got it. Austin, like you said, uh, the way that we structure it is you can keep uh, up to two keepers. They cost one round higher than they're drafted. So you get them the year you draft them, and you can keep them twice before you can sell them at their draft value or they get sent back to the draft pool. And so uh, this year I was able to keep uh, – Jamar Chase was drafted in round seven last year, and so I get to keep him in the sixth round. And then the other keeper I have on here, because he was not drafted, uh, Travis ATN, I picked him up towards the end of the season – after I got knocked out of playoffs. And so he would be a 12th round keeper. And so I got a couple other options on that roster that we can go over later if you'd like, but uh, I definitely have a couple of good values here. And so that is who I'm keeping. There's going to be a few in there. If you hear this and go, Oh my God, why, why didn't this person get picked up? It's probably a keeper that we didn't cover. Yeah. And that's a good thing to preface too. Um, like I like just said, there's a lot of them there all over the board. And for instance, where some would say same thing about Jefferson, Austin Eckler was mine. And in the middle of the year last year, I traded away, I believe, Cooper Cup and Ezekiel Elliott. And I landed Austin Eckler, Terry McLaurin, and Dalton Schultz in trade. Which, um, when you think about it, getting Eckler as a keeper and uh, McLaurin as a late keeper um, – even though you gave away Cooper Cup, in the end, you won the league and you get those keepers. So that's not a bad setup. Exactly. So last year, uh, Austin Eckler was a round five keeper for this individual, and he obviously was coming up on um, having to get rid of him. Um, so I ended up taking him. So this year, he only gives me a one round later penalty. So a fourth rounder getting Austin Eckler in the fourth round where he probably, in a regular PPR, is still, again, top, top four five. or five. Yeah, especially since they're, that team now is going to be a little bit more offensive happy because they got a few more running backs in there. Josh Palmer's going to be coming to life a bit more. Mike Williams took a leap last year. See if he can maintain that. And their defense got really good in the offseason. So it's yeah. going to be points – and hopefully a lot of stoppages for the defense if everyone can stay healthy. And like Frank said, Terry McLaurin, he's probably like a more of a round four or five person. He is around 10 penalty for me this season. So uh, with that being said, how about we start it, sir? Yeah. See what happens. And so just for uh, another thing that we do in our league, just to because I'll probably implement it just for my own practice – is we, we do allow one draft pick trade per season in our league, and I was able to uh, secure someone else's first-round pick. 
And so I do get two first round picks and I gave up my third round pick in that trade. So um, I'll, I'll end up getting two firsts in this one. So I'll go ahead and hit start if you're ready. So with that being said, how are you going to be able to do this then with your three seven still active? Are you just going to have to wing it? I'll, uh, I, I've, I, I've mocked it a few times. I can show you how I do it. And this can kind of be something that I can explain for anybody else that uses uh, sleeper for pausing and rearranging stuff. So I'll, uh, I'll show you what that looks like. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. Alrighty. We're going to go ahead and hit start draft, starting draft. All right, so first uh, six off the board, 101 was McCaffrey, 102 Taylor, then went Derek Henry, then first wide receiver off the board at four was Cooper Cup, uh, Dalvin Cook, and then Najee Harris, and then I'm sitting here sitting pretty at the six. Now, looking at the terrain, and I do get – we are full PPR, two wide receiver, two running back, one flex, not super flex. Uh, at this spot – You're actually at seven. Or sorry, at seven. Sorry, I saw the six. Uh, looking at who's available here, I'm not super in love with the running backs, and I do get the opportunity to pick up another running back later on in the draft. And so I think I'm – for now, I'm going to kind of take advantage of the opportunity to snag someone that I really like in the wide receiver spot that can eat up some decent PPR points. And so I'm going to grab – for me here, it's kind of between Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs because I know Adams is going to be, you know, Adams. He's going to be great. The age difference between the two is pretty slim. Uh, I feel like, though, Adams is going to be involved in a lot more uh, pass-heavy games. So I think I'm going to go with Adams uh, at this spot here in the seven, if that makes sense. Okay. Went with Adams joining a new team, but an old college quarterback. Um, yeah. He has more weapons there. I think that's still going to be fine. They can't guard. Defense can't guard Adams and Waller and Renfro and stack boxes against Josh Jacobs. So, if anything, for that whole team, for all you Oakland fans out there, uh, I'm going to name drop. Oakland. Or sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> so same with the same with the Commanders, man. It's the Redskins to me. I just can't get over it. I'm Ooh. sorry, Las Vegas. Ooh, Raiders. politically incorrect over here. Yeah, all the way. That's why I don't commission. I don't commission. <laughs> you know, I just can't get the things right. Las Vegas I Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, Jason Holland. You guys are looking all right this year, but you got a pretty stacked system or stacked group over there in your division this year, and so. Good luck to you guys, um, but you guys may be last in your division, kind of like us, the Seahawks. Um, <laughs> Adams, Joe Mixon, uh, that was kind of my pick. I was hoping he'd get to me. Mm. Um, DeAndre Swift, and now myself. I already have a decent running back PPR ready. Terry McLaurin is, I'm just going with it because I'm not sure. This one's pretty simple for me. They got Kelsey as my next one I should be taking. Um, I'm going to go against things a bit. I'm going to still go with the high-powered offense with the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen throwing the ball to Stephon Diggs still back-to-back yeah. years of over 1,000 yards and – sorry, over 1,000 yards and double-digit uh, targets. Um, they lost two other wide receivers this year, 
So I'm actually for a little sleeper ad. I'm really excited for Gabriel Davis for his third year leap uh, because realistically is um, Diggs, uh, Gabe Davis, and Dawson Knox. So, oh, and maybe some of Dalvin Cook's brother. I can't remember his name. James but Cook, I believe. James, that's right, James Cook. Um, so maybe a little bit of action from him, too, in the passing game. This one's easy. Stephon Diggs draft, and now we're rolling. It's been paused by the commissioner. Yeah, so basically what I do here is uh, the guy that I put in the 12 spot, uh, since he doesn't get a first, I think that he's probably going to end up picking somewhere between 10 and 12 so that he doesn't have to wait so long. And so what I did was I projected him taking the 12 spot. And so after Diggs went Kelsey, and now this would be my pick in the draft. Oh, that's and, right. Yep. And so what I did was I paused it, and I can manually select who that person is going to be. And so right now, as my team stands with my keepers, <laughs> I have Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, and Travis Atien. And so looking at my team and looking at who I need, I like to be a little bit more well-rounded, and we are PPR. And so I don't really know what the situation is going to look like for Kamara. Um, for Kamara. Now, Kamara mm-hmm. normally would be a slam dunk here, oh, but this is, currently there's a lot of questions up in the air on him. But I'm going to go ahead and just pretend like he is playing in full, and I'm going to go ahead and take Alvin Kamara right here because uh, by the time we actually do the draft, we're going to know what that's going to look like, and I can pivot from there. But being able to start the draft off with two stud wide receivers and two nice running back options, I think that is going to make a pretty nice dent in what we're doing here. And so then I'll go ahead and hit resume so it can go on back, and then I'll show you how I do that later on when it gets to my spot. Cool. Oh, great. So this is exactly what... I actually, I kind of expected it to happen this way, but to be fair, I was really paying attention to Saquon Barkley. We had a talk earlier in the day today about certain teams yeah. that look like they kind of took a dump last year or last year's, and um, key guys for those teams were McCaffrey with the Panthers and Barkley with the Giants, um, where we thought each team was projected this year because of all the moves and and nor, or no moves and seeing how each person has been getting better from injury and if we were ready to ready to trust them again or at least some value for getting them so late Saquon went at the 2-2 <clears throat> again we're in a keeper so we already have some guys already saved but I kind of was hoping he'd get to me to be fair but Nick Chubb Alvin Kamara, kind of the same situation. One just doesn't have the um, pass-catching chops like Kamara does. He also has that situation with legalities over his head. Chubb does not, but his quarterback does. <laughs> yeah, Austin. no kidding. So, uh, that's a different story for another time. Because um, it could be Jacoby Brissett, and no one's going to like that either. Uh, because if anyone remembers or has been paying attention, Baker Mayfield's now a Panther. Um so for me, I'm not much of a, I'm not much of a Nick Chubb fan. I've had him before. He doesn't get enough catches. I think that team's gonna. Oh, uh, go out. tight end. Do it. Do it. No. You know you want Andrews. Nope. Aaron Jones for me would be the next best. Oh, okay. Because 
Now, I originally had AJ Dillon last year, and he actually helped me help me win the season last year, win the league, win the championship. Yeah, you actually go. got away with murder on picking him up, which will not happen in the following season. For those listening, there was a situation in our league that we, the commissioners, myself and Joel, did not know was an option. Mid-game, Mr. Austin, when Aaron Jones went down for injury, somehow was able to pick up A.J. Dillon mid-game off of waivers. Automatically, uncontested, no waiver period, no fab. And then picked him up, which is not going to happen next year. (laughs) Which, ironically, also is who pushed him past the victory line in the championship. So... Go ahead and asterisk your uh, your your nameplate there, uh, <laughs> but uh, anyways, just wanted to highlight that highway robbery that you committed there. Uh, continue what you were saying. <laughs> the sad thing is, or funny thing is, whatever way you want to look at it, I didn't get that much crap for that. It was kind well, of like nobody. I don't think that many people in our league noticed, except for Joel and I, who were like, "What the hell just happened?" <laughs> and then we it's realized because you and I know we, what we're doing. <laughs> that's true, but we also were looking at it and going, it would be really unethical for us to just create a rule sporadically in the middle of the season. And so we were like, all right, we kind of got to let this slide and then make this change next year. And then you won. So, <laughs> yeah, I won on top of it. COVID so, win, whatever. So, no one's sour here. <laughs> well, to get back to the draft. I took Aaron Jones. So yeah, Aaron now, Jones. Because there's no one there. Adam Jones, uh, Devontae Adams is gone. Stephon Diggs now. Terry McLaurin, Aaron Jones, Nas Neckler. Ha ha! Some PPR magic right there to start. PPR magic. Uh huh. So and then there's Nick Chubb, AJ Brown. Thinking about AJ Brown here. Here's what's funny is I've got running back. I've got running. Oh, Kamara. I've got two good running backs. I've got two good wide receivers. I like to be pretty well rounded, and I'm in a spot right now where I can take a top option tight end, or I could add depth before I lose my third round pick coming up and I have to wait till the fourth. So this is my only pick until I get to the fourth round. And I don't actually mind a lot of the picks that are, are coming up later on down the road. So I am actually going to go ahead and l- last year I drafted Kelsey late this year. I'm going to be the one, at least in this mock draft that takes Mark Andrews, if not, just to make one of the guys in our league who is a who's just a super simp for Mark Andrews, I'm going just to make him mad. I'm going to take him here. So it keeps on rolling. Javante Williams, Leonard Fournette. <clears throat> so okay, yeah. So for just fun facts. Fun fact: Leonard Fournette is a keeper option option for me in the fifth round. Yeah, and I was just about to say that, and it is actually killing me. So I get just for context: ATN was undrafted, so he ends up being a twelfth. Cam Akers ends up being a twelfth for me because he's on my roster, and I can keep him as well. 
or I can take Leonard Fournette, who has a little bit less of that coming back from injury risk that those guys do, and he's in a really solidified position, and I can keep him in the fifth. But if I keep him in the fifth, that means that I have a fifth-round pick and a sixth-round pick and no third-round pick. So I go 1-1-2, nothing, a fourth, and then nothing, and then a seventh, which isn't that bad, but... I'm still kind of playing with the, can Cam Akers actually come back strong? Will ATN actually be utilized? And will Fournette be worth it to take in the fifth over those guys? And so it's been a little bit of a struggle for me. So, But for this mock, I kept ATN. So right now, for this spot, because I don't have a third, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have, I go over here, I hit pause draft. Uh, give me a second. And if this is something that you guys end up doing, then that is fine. I'll remove the first round pick from there. I set the player here. Alvin Kamara would then be my third round pick. What? Okay, sure. And then I let CPU auto pick his first round pick. And then, okay, so he ended up taking George Kittle. Huh, okay. Does that make sense how I did that? Mm Mm-hmm. No, it makes sense. My, yeah, my pick becomes my third. My third pick, I just end up auto-picking in his spot. And then I go ahead and hit resume, and it is going to go back to you. Got it. Okay, let's see. Is Higgins really going that early? Uh, I think it's because it's all that chatter with Joe Burr and that team. Lord almighty. I get that they went to the Super Bowl, but I feel like Higgins is a third. Even with the keepers that are off the board, that seems rich but that's just me. He went before Pittman. And DJ Moore and... The, okay, who else are we going to list? Pitt, okay, Cooper, I get. Ju- okay. And then it kind of maybe falls. It's, maybe it's not as early as I thought. Dang, Mike Williams to me would be around nine. I don't understand why Mike Williams' ADP is as low as it is. I, had, uh, I, I, got, I got him in round 10 last year. He's going to be, what, round ADP 58? So he, he's in the so 50s. I would, he's in the 5s. Whatever, whatever his ADP is now, I feel like that is going to change on every platform as we get closer to people's drafts because there's no way he's going as late as he is right now. It's just not feasible, especially with how much older Keenan Allen is getting and the lack of production Keenan Allen has been uh, – producing i just don't see it well leonard going in round two just so you know now having him in round five they don't have godwin for the, at least the first six games because he more than likely starting on the pup because he hurt himself yep uh near the very very end of the year against the against the rams so he's starting on the pup easy uh, Javante Williams is gone. Kyle Pitts, Zeke, Mike Evans, Cam Akers, Justin Herbert, Allen was a keeper. James Conner, then Patrick Mahomes, Keenan Allen, David Montgomery. You have the Alvin Kamara thing there. We were shocked as hell with T. Higgins, DJ Moore, round three. Still seems pretty ridiculous. I mean, well, DJ Moore going up kind of makes sense with all the hype surrounding it right now. So that doesn't actually really bother me that much. So. You know how we were just discussing the tight end thing. Tight ends still, even though they're not, it's not um, a premium in this league. Travis Kelsey's gone. Which, by George. the way, for listeners, the reason it's not a thing is because I love sleeper for drafts. I really dislike it for actual 
um, for actual like play and interaction during the year. So we use Yahoo, and Yahoo does not have a tight end premium option currently, which they should really get on. Because then they'd be pretty much taken out sleeper, but they need to get their crap figured out. So I really don't understand why it's not a more utilized platform, but it used to be until sleeper came out of nowhere. I mean, people were loving ESPN and the NFL one, and then those were trash, and Yahoo kind of saved the day. So <clears throat> staring at Darren Waller right now with three Titans already off the board, I think a lot of people are already aware that those are probably the top four. The next ones after that are going to be roughly like Hawkinson, Schultz. Um, and then it just kind of like pitfalls forever. Um, Dallas guard for the um, Eagles, that's pretty deep. Um, they got a lot more weapons over there in Philly now. Don't really know how that's going to go. Yes, they added more weapons for the Raiders too, I guess. But, I mean, for what it's worth to get, um, they'll take the last um, probably easily a top. You could go be the next best tight end for the year next this coming year easy over those four it's all between those four they all kind of shared at one point in time that tight end one title um given that i'm already set with two and two wide receivers and running backs i think i'll just kind of go part of the course and take the tight end the last decent one out of the bunch of course, now, since we're rolling through round four, my round four pick was Eckler, so I didn't get to decide. But after right. that, it was, yeah, it was Brees, Miles, Josh Jacobs, then Pittman, which was which was a good pick. It was actually between Darren Waller and Michael Pittman for me. So then mine, Eckler and Lamar was next. I actually debated about taking Lamar, but I kind of was like, little thinking I could probably get him in round five, but I had him last year in a trade with the Stafford trade, and he kind of burned me, but I was hoping that would kind of come back in my favor for at least round five. It did not happen. It was legit the very next pick in round four, Jerry, Judy, and now it's to you. Yeah, so a couple of comments there. This is the earliest that I have seen Brees Hall go in a redraft or keeper league. And so he, he, his popularity must be fine. I also need to correct myself. A lot of the mocks I've been doing, uh, I have been keeping Fournette in the fifth. So in this mock, I actually do have a fourth and a fifth. That's what I was talking about earlier. And so when I, if I were to keep uh, Fournette in the fifth as a fifth round pick, then that this fourth round pick would be my last pick for a little while. And so right now I do have another pick here because um, I'm keeping 18 instead in this mock. Now, looking at my roster, I'm starting with Alvin Kamara, Travis Etienne, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, and then Mark Andrews as my tight end. So it's pretty well-rounded. And so I could go depth or I could go QB. And I'm looking at the QBs that are here, and I can't believe Justin Herbert went before Mahomes because neither of those were keepers. And Justin Herbert went 3-1, and Patrick Mahomes went 3-4. Which, personally, I would prefer Herbert over Mahomes, but a lot of that has to do with where I can get Herbert over Mahomes. And so I will probably veer away from quarterback at this point because I can't get the two guys that I want. And I'm trying to figure out who I like better as far as 
wide receiver running back goes here. We've got Amari Cooper, who uh, is going to a new team. Quarterback situation is unclear. Organizationally, it's unclear. So I really don't have a lot of trust in Amari Cooper. Uh, Sleeper saying Portland Sutton, Chris Godwin, TJ Hawkinson, Mike Williams. And so if I'm, we're in PPR, so obviously I try to veer more towards, okay, who's going to be getting the receptions here? Uh, so I'm looking at the wide receivers and yeah, the running backs at this point are a little bit too low for me. We were looking at Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Damian Harris, AJ Dillon, Ken Walker, Kareem Hunt. Uh, I'm actually going to end up going with, I really like the upside of Portland Sutton with Russell Wilson, but I also know the consistency of Mike Williams. So right now in my mind, it's really coming down to those two. And looking at the way that I have my wide receiver set up, I've already got Devontae Adams and Jamar Chase who have really, really solid boards. And so I do not mind gambling at all here with taking Portland Sutton for the upside play just because I do have the floor confidence of the other guys that are on my roster. So I'm going to take Cortland Sutton here at the 4-6. And let me bounce off of that so I can watch, kind of try and see who I was going to go for and see if the – well, actually, it's still not going to come back to me for a little bit. Um, oh, it's probably – he's not going to come to me. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, all right, so what are you going to so, do here? So after Cortland Sutton went, Amari Cooper, Chris Godwin, Amon Ross St. Brown, Mike Williams, who I was hoping would come back to me, but futilely, like I knew that wasn't going to happen. Allen Robinson, TJ Hawkinson, and then the beginning of the fifth round was Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Brandon Cooks, who, again, I'm seeing going a lot earlier in drafts now. Dalton Schultz, again, really high. Michael Thomas, who I never know where he's going to go in drafts. And then Kyler Murray in the fifth, and then, or sorry, at the 5-5, five, five, and then Damian Harris, 5-6. And now I am back here at the 5-7 with a full roster minus bench and QB kicker defense. But do I like any of the running backs here? I will preface one thing. I'll kind of. This is again. This is a mock, and it's the listeners can't see it. You and I can see each other. Yeah. Finally got the video working. For goodness' sake, Kemba Walker or not Kemba? <laughs> it's basketball, dear God, Kenneth Walker. Oh, Kenneth man. Walker. Okay, it's the first K Walker was Kemba. Okay, all you NBA fans out there, so give me give me some leeway. All right, Kenneth Walker, Mister Michigan State. Um, he's. If you scroll, Penny is in the triple digits. And uh, why is Walker so far up? Is it because of age? Uh, it's it's, it's height, I think. Crack. He's not getting first crack. I'm sorry. I, he just I think not. there's... I think there's been a lot of doubt cast in where we're at with the Seahawks and how old and injury-prone that uh, Penny is. I imagine that the closer we get, kind of like I was saying earlier, the closer we get, I think that Walker will go down a little bit. Penny will go up a little bit. But it is probably going to end up being people who are excited about taking Ken Walker, both in Dynasty and Keeper Leagues, that are willing to wait for him to get the value. 
uh, and Penny people are just more concerned about, which is kind of weird because of where you can take Rashad Penny in most leagues because of that. Um, that's why I anticipate him being a little bit higher up as we get closer to the draft. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm looking at here as far as – oh, my God, I'm sorry. Luna, hey. Sorry, my dogs are going crazy. Uh, I'm trying to see who I like more between – I don't mind some of the other running backs that I'm seeing later in the draft. And there's wide receivers here that I know are going to have a really nice floor. And so I'm going to go ahead and take Adam Thielen here for the production because I know that I have bye weeks to consider. I have injuries to consider. Uh, and so I think that is going to end up being – in PPR, I think that's going to be uh, the best choice for me here so that I can go ahead and take somebody that has touchdown upside because you can usually find the end zone, isn't on a new team, so the quarterback is familiar with. And a lot of the focus on the defense is going to be on uh, Justin Jefferson. So Adam Thielen here is my pick in the fifth. That's not a bad pick at all. And like I gosh dang it, like I thought what happened, the one person that I was hoping I would be able to get was Jalen Hurts in round five. Ooh. He went because the other dude and picked team nine kept CeeDee Lamb at round five, which is awesome to a degree. But we were talking again earlier today how the allure of the um, Cowboys offense just being so good and so many weapons. But Dak's just not not doing his thing and hanging in there with everybody and getting everyone those points that we were all hoping for. Uh, Jalen Hurts, on the other other hand, I mean, one of the biggest things that we like to see is, <coughs> excuse me, quarterbacks that can run. They got all the weapons for him now. I've been no offense to anyone else that's on, you know, anyone else that's actually going to be with me in a league. I'm going to already kind of cheat and say, or actually, I'm going to give up one of my thoughts on this and my strategies, trying to get him at some point this year. I already know I probably won't. His ADP is going to change too. It's in round five right now. I mean, once we start seeing, like with most places and most leagues, you start seeing a handful of the quarterbacks go, um, and people are content with their main starting either two running backs or all like in our situation, we have two legit starting running backs and two legit starting wide receivers as well. You can start floating like, okay, I could probably – I'd probably just do a quarterback first before a tight end. And so far, that's – man, I'd have been ecstatic if I had landed Jalen Hurts. Now i got to think of something else. Where I'm looking at right now is, huh, Dylan. I could get Dylan in round six – five, sorry, round five. Or I would have been able to keep him in round seven. So that's a thing I can think about. Um and that's one of the things with the Green Bay backfield that I am curious as to see how often and how early people who take Aaron Jones are taking AJ Dillon, just because it's a that's got a little bit more than a handcuff with Devontae Adams' departure. Uh, that has like you can play both of them in a week. I imagine with those uh, targets that are missing now that are going to get dispersed through the rest of the team. And that's usually Aaron Jones catching 
and probably going to look like AJ Dillon running. And so that's something that I've struggled with in times that I have taken in mocks, uh, uh, Aaron Jones. How soon do I take AJ Dillon and is it worth it to reach for him if I've got Aaron Jones? Yeah, and that's my debate right now with do I just keep him, which um, might help me a little bit later on, but um, for this sake, I am not upset with how it started. I'm scrolling through a little bit more. Dylan, technically, is what they're saying I should be taking next, but I'm actually going to go and do my quarterback still here. I'm going to go and reach a lot in this, but he just joined a new team. He has the weapons around him now, and he has a better offensive line. And again, this is just a redraft. This isn't a dynasty. So I'm going to try and just go with go with the talent, know what we had with him with the Seahawks, and hope for fireworks over in Denver. And I'm going to take Russell here at the 510. And he's still mobile. Took him over Dak, took him over Tom. And oh, okay. Almost. Damn. Missed it by that much. Again. I got sniped again. That's the most Homer, not Homer pick that I've ever seen. Where you're like, but it's Russell Wilson. But he's not on the Seahawks anymore. I'm going to trust that. Just for this. I still might do. I got a couple other, you know, quarterbacks I'm thinking about. but And again, it's this is the reason why we mock to see at the end who we pick, when we pick them, and if we like what our roster looks like at the end so that by the time we actually have our, you know, no-take-backs drafts that we're better prepared with our options and who we like. Right. So, so now's the time to gamble. Yeah. So uh, Dak went after that. Debo was a keeper. Then – Team 12 went Tom Brady. A.J. Dillon immediately went right after that. Right before me at 6-3. I would have taken him if he came back. That was a no no questions asked. Uh, Sutton and Judy are gone. So I can't stack with Russ. Um, there's a handful of wide receivers that are a little later. And everyone's trying to tell me I need to be taking D-Hop. He's suspended for the first six games. I realistically only have two. Um, he is not a flex option at the moment. But, I mean, back in the day, Hopkins was Hopkins was easily a top two wide receiver in the last few years. Just this last year he was hurt. He's suspended. I don't think he's going to fight it. But to get someone who was originally a top 12, always a first rounder, probably get him in round six i think it's worth a gamble uh, with the kind of group i already have so as a third wheel maybe even a fourth option especially for bye weeks i have a bye week 14 and i have a bye week seven hawkins at bye week 13 i'm going to just go and snack him there after that Traylon burks went goddard chase for frank because i was a keeper of his uh juju Drake London, the rookie going to Atlanta, Ken Walker, Gibson was a keeper, Kareem Hunt went, Deontay Johnson was a keeper, start around seven, Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, Devonta Smith, Melvin Gordon, Tyler Lockett, which I was actually hoping would come back to me, so everyone has some idea. 
Then Gabe Davis, and now it's back to Frank. Back to Frank. So this isn't usually the spot that I like to take a running back or a tight end. And so now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, great. I can try to go safe and get some good floor guys. Or this is the point where, especially in the keeper league, uh, I can start to take rookies. Case in point, this is the round that uh, Jamar Chase was taken last year and paid really big dividends. And so I can either go for a slightly higher end QB and kind of have a more well-rounded. I can go for well-rounded or I can go for depth. And usually if I can stream quarterbacks, I don't mind picking at depth a little bit more, but I also don't mind waiting a little bit more at reaching for a quarterback or not so sorry, a running back. And so this is where I like to throw my hat in to try to get as many people as I can. So I'm going to go ahead and take Garrett Wilson and just pray to God that the Jets start to take off in a way and that Zach Wilson starts to take off in a way that uh, it's Mother's Day for him and he just gets to be who he wants to be. Oh man, I had to do a mom joke in there. Oh, you got dude, it's crazy what's going. It's it's gold. If you're following any NFL memes, it is just gold right now. It is ridiculous. So for context, Zach, Brandon Ayuk went. That was my next pick. At seven. Thought about Ayuk for sure. Um, especially if it's really to the Trey Lance show. Don't know where Debo will really go, if he's still gonna stick around. Ayuk would be the only wide receiver one consequences consequence there. Zach Ertz was right before. Um, Team-wise, Matt Russell, Aaron Jones, Eckler, Diggs, Hopkins, Darren Waller, and Terry McLaurin. Um, What I'm staring at right now is Pollard, Knox, Singletary, Aaron Rodgers. So here's a thought, small thought. If I chose not to take Russell Wilson there, I'd I'd take A.J. Dillon there instead. What else could I have taken? Uh, Some of it's not quite as positive, like for certain. I have more of a certain that Russell Wilson's not going to be terrible. Uh, Sorry, Frank, I muted you in case you were trying to talk because I know how far away you were going away. Um... But for context, if I chose not to take Russell Wilson in fifth, but again, this is not a mock with the people that are in this league. This is the computer. So a lot of it's going to change. This is kind of just an idea piece. Aaron Rodgers now is an ADP of 96, which is pushing more to around 7 and 8 for some leagues. Um, Or before, he was probably like around 4 or 5, maybe. The... um, fact that I could have him that late in round seven-ish and eight to stack with Aaron Jones, since I believe in stacking a lot. Last year, I stacked Stafford with Cup in that for the almost probably like 10, 11 weeks in the year was fantastic for me. So that's an option for later in the future I'm going to take note of. But for the time being, Rookies, rookies, Stafford, Edmonds, Rogers, Singletary, Knox, and Pollard. 
Um, I read a stat regarding the efficiency of Ezekiel Elliott the last few years. Yes, he's been more banged up. Yes, there's he's a little older. He's a little slower. The offense has stalled a little bit. He's not really a pass catcher. That is now Tony Pollard's job. Um, they have Michael Gallup that's now probably going to be on the pup since he hurt himself near the end of the year last year with an ACL. Kamari Cooper's now with the Browns. It's mainly C.D. Lamb and the rookie Jalen Tolbert with Dalton Schultz. I think Pollard's going to get a lot more passes than I than most would think. And it might be a little bit more of him. and uh, Kind of like an A.J. Dillon show with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I think they're going to be a little bit more like Aaron Jones is going to be on the field more as spread out wide. Pollard's going to be doing the same. And um, maybe a little bit more of dual packages for them. Here, I'm going to go with Pollard. Singletary went. Alave. Edmonds, James Cook. That's a bummer because I kind of wanted James Cook. But the next best option staring at me besides Claypool for wide receivers. I'm fine with my wide receivers. I'm one that if I have three legit starter wide receivers, I will just run with that for almost the entire year. I stack my running backs. Um, Seattle, we have Rashad Penny and Ken Walker. And I believe since that Pete Carroll's all about who was the vet in the system and they're going to be the number one until they lose the job or get hurt, I will take that chance and take Penny, who's considered at this point the starter in round eight. And I think that could be a good filler for in a pinch. Or, you know what, if he gets hurt, he gets dropped. Because I got Tony Pollard, Eckler, and Aaron Jones who are going to be non-poles, or at least those two. Tony Pollard is going to float here and there. Rashad Penny for me. Christian Kirk, DK Metcalf was a keeper in round eight. And now it's to Frank. Where, oh, you, you're on mute again, sorry. You stacked your wide receivers. You're only rocking two running backs right now, and I probably just did you no favors. Yeah, so I'm looking at the different running back terrain that I have coming up. And there are a few different because especially with PBR, the wide receivers that I have, I really like the tight end that I have, especially for PPR. I really like touchdown upside with Thielen, Garrett Wilson. Hopefully he's going to be able to rock some receptions. And so I'm also going to be kind of looking at that same thing when I'm looking towards who I'm going to grab here. And so honestly, as much, uh, with AT in there, I am kind of eyeballing James Robinson just because of how long it's going to be before I end up taking another running back. And so I am going to try and see if I can go ahead and take someone like Stafford here. So that, well, I can take Stafford or Rogers, but I really don't really, I don't really like Rogers right here with his loss of. Adams and I prefer Stafford even with his recovery uh, with the offense that he has. I just think it's going to be a little bit of a better situation. So I'm going to take Stafford and hope that Robinson comes back to me so that if ATN or him is at the starter and ends up proving themselves, I am in a win-win situation. So let's take Stafford here. Click, clickety, click, 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 going, going, going. 
handful of cats went. How about you tell us where we're at now? Rogers finally right, so, went. Yep, Rogers finally went. It went Ramondre Stevenson, Dawson Knox, Chase Claypool, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Firemuth, Robert Woods, Michael Carter, Sky Moore, Isaiah Spiller, Mike Gesicki, Jalen Waddle, Russell Gage. And then it is me up. And then for here, I am going to go ahead and tough my own running back with the, another starting running back in James Robinson. If he stays healthy, that's also going to give me good keeper value and uh, going to be able to make sure that even though I do have kind of uh, a little bit of a spark situation here at running back, then I have somebody that is going to be chasing points late in games because their team is not very good. It's not a great offense. So they're going to be doing a little bit more pass-heavy work. And so being able to have ATN and Robinson makes me a lot more comfortable out A, keeping ATN and B, being okay taking someone who's been successful on the team like Robinson. There is Tony Christian Watson. Now it's to me, which is kind of funny. Lazard or Lazard, however you want to say it, is got the longest tenor with um Rogers besides maybe like uh what's the name? Oh, I forgot their old slot receiver. Um who's no well he's still there, but I forget his name. And Watson's only like two, three picks before him. Um I'm sitting pretty good with my running backs. I mean Madison's still pretty uh tempting. My tight end with Waller, I'm not really concerned. What I do want to and we're technically near the very end here because for time purposes and stuff like that, need not really need to do all 15 of these. I don't think it's really necessary. So we said we would stop at round 10. Round 10 is right around the corner. I'm at 9, 10 right now. So I think I'm going to cap off my last pick with a wide receiver. And the next best one at that is either going to be Tyler Boyd, Lazard, um, Michael Gallup, but he's hurt. So he's obviously a no for me. And Marquez Valdez Scantling. Now, Lazard, yes, only real one over there with uh, Green Bay at wide out. Do I think he can beat number one coverage? No. He's never had to worry about either double coverage or even the ace number one court cornerback like a Jalen Ramsey guarding him. And I don't think he's going to have much success at that because I don't think he's that type of caliber of a wide receiver. So he's automatically not. Michael Gallup, according to according to Sleeper, would be next. I don't see how he's still hurt. Yes, he's going to be with Dak Prescott again. He signed a deal, but he's missing at least six games at the beginning of the year. Don't really care. I already got that with um, DeAndre Hopkins, and I think that team will be better as soon as he actually comes back. That leaves Tyler Boyd. We know how Joe Burr did this year, this last year. Yes, Tyler Boyd's third fiddle, but he still managed to get fed last year, and out of PPR rankings, he was for last year. He was still number thirty-one, um, thirty-first wide receiver. It's not that terrible to me, um, especially for a filler or a possible flex option. So my last pick for this before my round ten selection or keeper of Terry McLaurin is going to be Tyler Boyd. Now then it went Trey Lance, Justin Jefferson was a keeper, Damian Pierce, Darnell Mooney, my Terry McLaurin. Marquise Brown was the keeper, then Derek Carr. And now for your last pick, sir, what do you think you're going to go with? 
So for here, again, I'm kind of in the same situation with wanting to try to take some sort of upside running back, which I might do later in the draft as I do have a few more picks before I have to pick up guys like a defense or a kicker mm-hmm. uh, with how thin I am at running back. And so this is a spot where I don't really mind reaching a little bit for somebody. And I can either go for someone that is going to be more of a rookie upside or I can go with someone that has like a nice floor or opportunity in case of injury. And so uh, the other thing that I like to note when I'm going through these later rounds, especially in the keeper league is being able to read the terrain of what keepers are ahead. So when I took James Robinson, there were a decent amount of keepers ahead of me. And so realistically there was actually only about four picks between my nine, seven and my 10, six. And so it's okay to take a little bit more of a risk when you can calculate, okay, great. There's not that many picks that are actually being taken, even though I'm this many positions away from the spot. And so for here, I'm going to go ahead and take Daryl Henderson, just because I know his ability to be able to replace Cam Akers if and when he does get injured. Uh, He's got a lot of really good upside for someone that I can pick up in the 10th round. Uh, As much as there are good wide receivers here on the board. I'm pretty good at wide receiver. I've got a really competent quarterback. I've got a top two uh, drafted tight end, good flex players, and then upside players like Thielen and Jamar Chase. So I'm actually okay taking a decent floor player for when I just need someone that I can plug and play. So I'll go ahead and take Daryl Henderson. So we deal, sir. With that, we're going to end the mock for this pod since we're over an hour in it was great i think with just for context the teams that we'll call out see what you guys think's team looks pretty nasty if we were to go with this to start the year um frank how about you star do you want me to say them for you no i got you so at quarterback i have matt stafford our running backs are alvin kamara and travis atn for my wide receivers i have Devonte adams jamar chase my tight end is Mark Andrews, and I've got Adam Thielen in the flex with Garrett Wilson, Daryl Henderson, and James Robinson on my bench through round 10. And I think all those would be day in and day out, week in and week out. I mean, starters without a whole lot of fudging around. For me, starting-wise, I, since I love how, I love how they move players down – when you start drafting. So it's a little off. So like now they have DeAndre Hopkins is one of my starting wide receivers, which is not going to be possible in the first weeks he's suspended. So anyway, we got for me at starting uh, quarterback, we're rolling with Russell Wilson with Denver. It's, I don't care. We're just experimenting. It's a mock draft, but who, who can't be a little excited to see if he actually cooks this year and has a somewhat of a better offense and a coach that's, allowing to, him to make some plays and take the reins. Um, running backs, Aaron Jones and Austin Eckler. Those some pretty dynamic PPR guys. Hoping for the best there. Stephon Diggs and would be rolling with Terry McLaurin as my wide receivers until DeAndre Hopkins comes back. Tight end is Darren Waller. And flex would be either between uh, Tony Pollard, Rashad Penny, Tyler Boyd, or either Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Hopkins, once Hopkins comes back. That's all. That's pretty nasty, too. I'm not want to toot my horn, but I 
I would love to see this team for 2022-2023, and I think I might be able to keep that trophy if this was my team. I will burn it to ash. That's not true. I, I'd burn it to ash if it's a cootie that takes it. I can't, okay, I can't see that happen again. <laughs> okay. All right. But, hey, Frank, I know it was a long, long recording. I know that we. I had screwed up with my system and then getting this all figured out. Make sure, hey, we could see each other with the camera and stuff. So thanks for bearing with me. The dogs were fine. It actually gives a little bit of a kind of a pause to some of the drown out voices of us, especially myself recovering from being a little nasally. So thank you, sir. We will definitely be talking and then uh, shit talking too, because the season will be beginning. Yeah. Hope so. so. It's getting closer. Thank you, boss. So have a good one, sir. Hey, and for me, awesome bankhead and under the radar fancy. And for my guest, Frank, We thank you all the best, wish you all the best, and we'll catch you in the next episode.